Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Radio. It is high noon on a Friday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Yins already know the drill, but for those of you who might be catching on for the first time here, uh, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair on this show here. It's up to you to figure out the rest of what you should know by now. If you do want to get involved with the show, we are remote today, all right? So not doing this one live, but we still will always take your tweets at Wesley Euler at TheBody52. TheBody. And Arthur Motes, how we feeling? It is a gorgeous day in western Pennsylvania. We are about to turn the page to July. We are smack dab in the middle of the summer. How we doing, cousin? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm not going to lie to you, baby. First off, when you talk about it being a Friday, how do you not get excited about Friday? Mm-hmm. Because it is Friday. I mean, I think that's like the perfect name for a day of the week. It just screams excitement. It screams relaxation. And when you pair that with july starting up and it being a holiday weekend as well i mean come on baby it gets no better than that so i am in my zone right now yes and you know what i'm glad you mentioned the holiday weekend so just so everybody knows mozi and i will not be doing a show on monday okay because we don't work holidays we don't work holidays well i mean sometimes we work christmas and thanksgiving and christmas thanksgiving labor day all right let me think this is this is the one holiday that we say for sure we're not working all right because we're working all working all the other ones if if you work christmas you're allowed to skip out on fourth of july and a couple of these other ones all right that's That's, the rule that's that's right that should be written in the constitution actually yeah christmas or christmas eve new year's new year's eve Thanksgiving. you get these little days off you get a little holiday off <laughs> we sure do. We're gonna be taking some time off here, you know, over the next uh, week or so. Um, but you guys know, obviously, once we roll into July here, when we get to training camp, we will be back 
with our full-time schedule and all those good shenanigans. We appreciate those of you who do rock and roll with us uh, throughout the offseason as our schedule changes a little bit. We're three days a week sometimes. We get moved for OTAs. We get moved for the combine, all that different stuff. We appreciate you guys rocking and rolling with us, but we got just about a month till we're uh, till we're back to business as usual. So Mozi and I are going to enjoy some time here over the I mean, next- that's exciting time, though, man. Really, it's, yeah. a, it's a month away, dude. Like It's awesome. It is happening fast. It- I mean, I feel like, when we first started this off season, it always seems like so daunting, such a long journey. I'm just like, oh my god, what are we gonna right, talk right. about? What's gonna happen? And now here we are, like, oh yes, yeah, a month away, dude. Like, the season is about to be here. Holy cow! It is crazy. It's like 74 days, I think, until the Steelers Seriously, season starts. Yeah. Which, hey, that's still a pretty big number. But I mean, you're gonna blink, and it's it's gonna be the end of August here. So, man, let's be real. As soon as July 28th happens or 29th, whenever their first like open practices man we're not gonna be thinking about them how many days it is to the season we're gonna be over here like oh we got football we got ball we got ball ball, coach we are in the dog days of summer right now mozi i mean hoops are over (laughs) hockey's over there's uh there's no summer world cup this year because fifa is corrupt and moved that thing to the winter time so it'll be like over thanksgiving and christmas yeah, we are the in the Pirates, dog days. They, they don't want to give us our. They don't want to give us their their oh, traditional five yeah. to seven game win streak. I need I that right now. What. They don't want to give me that. So yeah, I'm with you, bro. This is a rough time for us, man. Rough time. O'Neal Cruz. That's all I got. All right, rough times. That's all we care that. about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Motsi, where I wanted to start with you today, discuss with you today, get your opinions on this afternoon. Uh, NFL.com put out. And all rookie, well, I guess NFL Network and NFL.com, their 2022 all rookie team. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the offensive side of the football for this all rookie team, there are two Pittsburgh Steelers on the list. Not on the defensive side or on special teams. And hey, I guess, you know, when you wait, excuse me, till the third round to draft your first defensive player, you know, it's it's not like they were they were using first round picks on defensive guys. And a, and a good amount of these guys on this all-rookie list, all-rookie team prediction list are, are first or high second-round draft picks. But the Steelers, mm-hmm. with two guys on the offensive side of the football, Arthur Motes, and it happens to be their first two picks in the draft. So NFL.com and NFL Network, all-rookie team projections and predictions for the 2022 season. Quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Wide receiver, George Pickens. So both mm-hmm. of the Steelers... Top two picks and Motsi. Okay, I should okay. be. I should be. Uh, you know, I, I should note Pickens was listed as their first wide receiver as well too. Mm. They, have, they picked two wide receivers, but yeah. they put but they put Pickens first. So real quick here, I'll just I'll just run through it to paint the full picture of the offense. Uh, Kenny Pickett is the is their quarterback prediction at running back. They have two James Cook, Motsi's boy up in Buffalo. Come and, on uh, now, and Damian Pierce. Um, who, of course, went to the Texans. George Pickens mm-hmm. and Christian Watson are the wide receivers. Ooh. So I believe – I forgot. Five, where did Watson end up going? Where did Watson end up going? I know that's the North Dakota Green, State guy. But where, Green Bay, 34th over. Ah, that makes sense now. Okay. So, you know, Motsi, I believe that there were five wide receivers drafted in the first round. None of uh, those guys yes. – None of Garrett those guys. Wilson, Jamison yeah. Williams. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wilson, Olave, Williams, Trey Burks – who am I forgetting? And London. Drake London. And Drake London. Good call. Yep. Uh, NFL.com, NFL Network, opting, though, to go with the next two wide receivers off the board, both in the second round, uh, in Christian Watson and in George Pickens. 
Um, let's see here. Tight end, uh, Greg Dulich out of uh, the Broncos' third-round pick. Uh, and then the okay. offensive lineman, uh, Charles Cross and Evan Neal for the tackles. Uh, Not allowed to complain there. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, that one was pretty easy. All right, two top ten picks. Say, uh, all right, pretty, all pretty right easy. easy. No-brainer. Cool. <laughs> uh, right guard, Logan Bruss. Uh, with the Chargers, third-round pick of the Chargers. Uh, Zion Johnson, another first-round pick. Left yeah. guard, a guy that you yeah, and I talked Boston a lot College. about. Yep, uh-huh. you and I talked a lot about, you know, particularly before the Steelers went out and signed Mason Cole and James uh, Daniels. We talked a lot about Zion Johnson. And uh, let's see here. Wait, did it cut off for me? Wait, who's – wait, who's the – the list cut. Hold on one second here. I'm having internet issues. Oh, Tyler Linderbaum. The list I was gonna say. Go. I'm like, I was thinking. Wait, it's got to be Linderbaum, right? But it cut off for me yeah. there. Uh, yeah, Tyler Linderbaum, another first round pick, 25th overall to the Baltimore Ravens as the center. So there is their predictions for all rookie team. Uh, Mozi, let, let's start here. Let's start with. The wide receiver. Ah, oh, you thought uh, I was going to go quarterback, ha, didn't you? Ha, ha. You thought I was going to go quarterback, is. didn't you? Funny, funny, man. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe let's let's bigger picture. Actually, do either yeah, yeah. of those surprise you? Do Pickett or Pickens being named, uh, pro- projected to be named uh, all rookie team on the offensive side of the football? Do, do either of those surprise you? Um, not really. And a couple of reasons why. First, when we talk about Pickens, George Pickens uh, specifically. Plenty of people had him as one of their top-rated wide receivers. Some would say he was the top-rated receiver in the class. It was solely because of the ACL injury that he was coming back from. That was the reason why he slipped to us even in the second. So when you're talking about George, it's no surprise that people would be higher on him now that we've had a full spring of reports saying what? The same thing that we saw every day. You know, this guy, he looks the prototypical type. Man, he has the elite speed, the jumping ability. He's a natural hands catcher. He's doing all of these things that made him such an enticing prospect while he was at Georgia prior to the injury. So when you talk about that and take that into context, along with the opportunity, because you're also saying that, hey, man, he's coming to an offense where, yes, you have a Deontay, yes, you have a Claypool, but it doesn't feel the same as when you're talking about some of these other prominent wide receiver duos where it's like, man, that third guy's not going to get any opportunity. George is going to get plenty of opportunities, and I think they'll get them early on. But for George, I just think he's going to get the necessary targets to put up good numbers. Hmm. And I just think that he's a really good player, and it's going to show faster at this level. It's going to show sooner rather than later for him. So that's why I'm not surprised with that. Now, when it comes to Kenny Pickett, we know this is them hedging their bet. When you talk about, all right, quarterbacks are the prom kings. When you talk about first-round draft pick quarterbacks – we know they get all the pop and circumstances. Well, this year was different. We only had one quarterback taken in the first. It happened to be Kenny, and he happened to play for us. And I think that's the reason why when you're talking about opportunity, even though it's no guarantee that he even starts this year, Right. when you're just talking about that context, that is why they say, you know what, save bet, go Kenny, because, yes, he's in a competition. Could he beat out Mitch? Sure, he could. Could he get an opportunity to start at some point this season? Sure. And if he does start, is this franchise more stable than some of the other franchises that potentially a rookie may be having to step into? Sure. I think of Desmond Ritter down in Atlanta. I don't anticipate Malik Willis getting an opportunity over Tannehill right now. But when I think of Matt Corral, Carolina, those type of places, I'm just saying to myself, well, hey, man, even if they're out there, 
what is that product going to look like based yeah. on the talent that's around them, based on the coaching staff, stability of the organization? Worse for Kenny, if Kenny starts at any point this season, I mean, it's going to be the perfect setup for him. When you talk about veteran group around you in terms of guys being in the system for multiple years, guys have been played together for multiple years, revamped offensive line. You have a defense that is stellar that you can ride on and you have special teams. I mean, that is like the cookie cutter uh, ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, Tom right, Brady. When you right. talk about starting early in your career and having success, these are the ways that they did it. They had elite defenses, special teams, they could run the ball. We have all of those same characteristics. So that's why it's like, I'm not necessarily surprised by it, even though I don't personally think that it's a guarantee that he even sees the field this year, right. just based on how Mitch performed. So, like I said, it's not a negative towards Kenny, but that's just the reality of the situation from my perspective. No, I think I think that's fair. And, you know, that's kind of where I was as well, too. I Legitimately, Motsi, I think Kenny Pickett could play three games and and still end up being the, you know, first first team all-rookie yeah. offense. Because let's, let's go through the names that you just mentioned. Uh-huh. I mean, first of all, Kenny, the only first-round pick, and then there wasn't an or- another quarterback taken until the third round. So it wasn't even mm-hmm. like there was a – Not even uh, a second round. Yeah, third right, round. Right, there wasn't even a, a Derek Carr early in the second round, you know, like we've seen in the past and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Malik Willis goes to Tennessee in the third round where, like you said, if all goes well in Tennessee, he's not going to see the field this year. Ryan Tannehill stays yeah. healthy. That team, you know, wins double-digit games again. Gets I mean, what? Let's be real. Ryan Tannehill's still on a $100 million contract. Correct. $100 million contract guy. the top seed in the AFC. Rookie quarterbacks. Right. And exactly. They the, and they were the top seed in the AFC last year. Like, Without Derrick Henry for a large portion of that season. Exactly. Tannehill's not coming off that field if he's, he's not, not coming off that field if he's <laughs> yeah. not hurt. And, and, and they're, and they're going to, you know, Tennessee's going to be, you know, all things considered, health considered, they're, they're more than likely going to be a playoff team again. Maybe they don't win the division. Maybe yeah. they're not a top seed. But but of those seven teams, it feels like they've got a really good shot to be one. So there's they Malik. probably have a very favorable matchup in that uh, AFC South also. Starting out that, that they do. There's some there's some opponents that, that in AFC there that they'll, be, that they'll be excited <laughs> to play. Yeah, yeah, I think that's safe to say. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, like you mentioned, yeah, Desmond Ritter, Ritter could get a little bit of a crack at it, but they're also they're going to be patient with him. They're going to take their time with him. They're not going to rush him in there. The Falcons are looking at this as a bit of a reset, rebuild year. Uh, you go to Carolina with Matt Corral, kind of same conversation, still Sam Darnold. Could they turn to him? What would that look like? We could even talk about a guy like Sam Howe, right, as well, too. Mm, I mean, yeah. all, all these guys were third, fourth, you know, later round. Yeah, what, Sam picks. was what, fifth? Was Sam, Sam fifth was or fourth? fifth, I believe. Fifth, fourth yeah. or fifth, yeah. yeah um, I think he was, he was the last of these five taken. Um, Correct. And so we could get to a point where – all these guys have only played two, three, four games, and Kenny Pickett almost just by default is going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. It is Motsi, it's a far cry from 2018, right? Where there were five quarterbacks taken in the first round. Yeah. It's a far cry from last year, where there were five quarterbacks taken in the first 15 picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mac Jones was the fifth quarterback taken last year, and he was the 15th mm-hmm. overall selection. So I think, you know, when I first saw that, I was like, hmm, interesting, because, you know, I thought, hey, are we missing something with the with the Mitch Trubisky stuff here? Like, are we yep. just assuming too much? Is, is is the national media hip to something we're not? Then the more you think about it, uh, Kenny, Kenny could play three, four games at the end of the season, and that, mm-hmm. could, cert- that, that could be 
a much bigger sample size than than any of the other rookie quarterbacks. No, absolutely. And I just think of minimizing the damage. When you talk about Kenny Pickett, in his opportunities that he will eventually get or potentially get this season, we know it's not going to be in a situation where he's going to be forced to have to throw the ball a lot. He's going to be able to play through Najee, play through Pat. Now, obviously, this is barring any type of injuries and stuff like that, but just on paper, all things being equal, he is going to be in a safer situation. Whereas when you talk about some of these other quarterbacks, the offenses that they play in, they're not able to do some of those things that we're going to allow Kenny to do. They're going to be a force to have to shoulder a little bit more of that load. And by doing that, that's when you start talking about, can you sink or can you swim? And it doesn't matter who you are. We saw Trevor Lawrence try to do this a year ago. We've seen Peyton Manning come in the year, come in and try to do that in terms of trying to be a passer of the football mm-hmm. in terms of winning predominantly that way before you're it's fully developed or you it's fully catch do. up at this level. Yeah. It's just hard. It doesn't matter how talented you are. And I just think that those situations that these other guys are going into, it's not going to be as advantageous or favorable for them in that context. Yeah, no, I, I am with you with that. I think that one makes a lot of sense. Now let's talk a little bit more about George Pickens here. Um, he the one. That's the one. I tell you what, a few minutes ago, though, you said something that, that made me think. You know, I like it when you do that. When you give me those light bulb moments. Oh, well, hello there. Light bulb. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned the wide receiver core there a few minutes ago when we were kind of giving our opening thoughts, open reactions to all this. Uh, and you mentioned um, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. If Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, here's my question for you, Mozi. If they both yep. have if they both have good years, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the type of year that they want to have, you know, Deontay has another hundred reception, 1200 yard type season, chase Claypool. Hey, maybe he doesn't show that he's one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL, but he has a, he has a, he has a very solid third year in the league is right too. I'm sorry, chase. I had to, it's all for the, oh, it's, all, it's all for the jokes. All right. It's, not, I mean, it's just a, it's just a joke. It's just radio. Um, Let's say both of those guys have solid years, good years, right? Yeah. Chase Claypool mm-hmm. and Deontay Johnson, we look back after the season and we say, yeah, those those guys had themselves a year. They did their thing, yeah. Is it, and, and, you know, I want to talk with you about Pat Fryermuth on the on the show today because uh, I saw an interesting prediction for him laid out this morning uh, by one of the national media outlets as well. If all these guys on the offense fulfill that potential – Deontay yeah. and Chase and Pat Fryermuth and the run game takes a step forward, Najee Harris – is, is there going to be enough football for George Pickens to make a list like this? Does that make sense? Like, is he going to get enough spin? Is he going to get enough touches to be able to put up the numbers and the stats and make the plays to be uh, uh, on the all-rookie team? Well, let's be real about it. That's a summertime conversation, <laughs> right? In the sense of, oh, yeah, what if this guy does well, that guy does well, that guy does well, and that guy does well. What's the probability of all – four of those guys living up to their potential next season throughout the duration. We know that's just not the reality of it. Somebody's going to take a step back or somebody's going to have some time where it's just not hitting the same. That to me is where I look at George Pickens because it's just not just from my personal experience. I've never seen it where every single player, every single skill position is hitting consistently each and every week. I just don't see it like that, man. But if it is the case, we'll all be celebrating. We'll be saying, hey, forget any of those lists. We're going to the Super Bowl. All right? That's what we'll be saying. That's just... <laughs> but 
Forget your list. We go to the you Super know? Bowl, baby. And we go to the Super Bowl. We don't care about none of these lists. But in all seriousness, though, um, yeah, obviously George can be a peg. Uh, will he can and he will be impacted by those other skill position players having productive seasons. I feel like when I account for it, I say Deontay and I say Najee are constant, right? Just based on what we've seen, sample size and their style of play. Chase and Pat are the outliers, are the wild cards, so to speak. Do both of them go off consistently, or is one of them going to go off? That's kind of like how I look at it. Because one, like, they're still going to have good seasons, but we know we're talking about in the sense of going off or having one of them seasons where we're like, okay, yeah, you're in consideration for something. Like, right. I only think one, yards, it's, it's right. Yeah. I don't think it'll be both. I think it'll be one or the other. So that's ultimately how George gets that opportunity to get that end of the season all rookie team uh, recognition. But I'm still. As much as I love the acknowledgement and the recognition for him, I still am hesitant to put him as the favorite for it. I personally think a guy like Garrett Wilson yeah. in a Jets offense with the Zach Wilson, who they just drafted, what, two overall last year, they're going to want to air it out. He's going to be that new favorite target for him. And you're playing in a big media market with it being in New York. Now, we know it's yeah. a lot of pressure on you. But though, like I think of that, I also think of, and I'm glad they had included him on the list. But um, like you talked about with uh, Christian uh, Watson, with Watson out in Green yeah. Bay, yeah, he's another one. And then I also think of like Sky Moore in Kansas City, especially mm-hmm. with no Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the guys that I'm just like, man, their pairings are a little bit more consistent. The talent at quarterback is definitely, you know, in their favor, and it's less, it's less uncertainty. Like yeah, with us yeah. right now, we got we got a couple questions, right? Who's the starting quarterback? How long is that guy going to be starting quarterback? We're asking, okay, is Kenny coming at any time this season? Well, for right. them to switch quarterbacks at any time this season means that somebody got hurt or somebody wasn't playing well enough. So if they're not playing well enough at the quarterback position, who does that impact? The wide receivers. Absolutely. So I Absolutely. think of that concept. I think of that element of it. And that's the part where I just keep going back and I'm like, man, when you're talking about an Aaron Rodgers, when you're talking about a Patrick Mahomes, those dudes, their bad games aren't like everybody else's bad games. You know, we, we would take some of their bad games if we're talking Kenny Pickett and, and Mr. Biscuit. We're like, yeah, we, we don't mind a 400 passing, you know, three right, touchdowns, right. one pick. We'll take that if that's your right. bad day. You know, like, yeah. Oh, you only threw for 250, two touchdowns? Oh, that was it? All right, I guess. <laughs> you know, so those are some of the things where it's just like, that's where I think that Pickens is going to have a lot more ground to make up. I think Pickens is going to have that hill to climb, sort of speak. Whereas with those other guys, they already have it built in for them. No, that's, and, you know what? That's a good point. It really is. And that's before we else? even yeah. talk about, yeah. And I'll just say, that's before we even talk about just the stability from a coaching perspective, right? We know we have Matt Canada who we don't know what version was completely his last year, which was on seven last year. But either way, it still has us questioning what does his offense look like? What is the things that makes it productive? We don't say those things when we're talking about the Green Bay Packers. We know what Matt LaFleur wants to do. We're not saying this when we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. We know what Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy wants to do. And when I think of that, that's the other part where I'm just like, man, you know, it's a certain comfort level that goes into knowing what you are doing familiarity when hey I can look to my right or left and they can tell me verbatim yo this is what you have this is what he has this is what he has mm-hmm. solely because they've been in this system they know it like the back of their hand 
not a lot of us can say that right now in Pittsburgh. I mean, we hear when they talk about it, yeah, we're still learning. We're still introducing this. We're still trying to figure that out. Like, it's just a different conversation, a different tone in how we're talking about it offensively in Pittsburgh. So that's the other part of it, like I said, for George, that I just think could potentially hinder him from getting that recognition at the end of the season. Yeah, and you know what, too? I think that's that's a really astute point by you, and particularly, you know, when you look at uh, Adams being gone in Green Bay and you look at Hill being gone in Kansas City, there's, I mean, there's real opportunity there. While, you know, here in Pittsburgh, you still got Deontay Johnson, you still got Chase Claypool, you still got a ladder to climb with some more. And that, some and more that still doesn't guys. even account for how many touches Najee's going to get. He's going to get around 400 touches again. Right. right. So, once again, 100%. that's a big chunk of the pie already taken out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how much they want to attack the middle of the field with a guy like Pat Fryermuth. Uh, NFL.com also made an interesting prediction about Pat Fryermuth entering his sophomore season. Motsi and I will discuss that when we return. I've also got an interesting prop bet that I want to run by Motsi, get his thoughts on, you know, a little show me the money I mean, why, on, a, on a Friday, who, if you will. Who doesn't love money on Fridays? Come on, man. Especially before a holiday weekend. You can get all your extra grill items and all your extra cold beverages. Uh, for the uh, for the long weekend. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, don't you dare go anywhere. We're having some fun, as we always do. It's the Steelers Blitz on a Friday on SNR. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 